Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is January 27, 2022. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy. PC has been uh, conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please put your camera on and let our team know you're a newcomer. Sorry for the delay. I'll make up for the time extra um, today for that five-minute late. Go ahead. Ashis? Hello. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I... I'm with Indus Valley. I got my green card uh, a month mm-hmm. ago. So mm-hmm. have a couple of quick questions. I never mm-hmm. received my EAD or any travel document. Are those even necessary? No, you got the green card. Why do you need it? I, need I, file? I, I, I just, Wait. I don't, I wasn't sure no. because normally that's the process. First you get those and then. When did uh, you file the green card? When did you got it? I filed uh, sometime in August, end August of, of July or August first week sometime. I don't which year? Oh, uh, this twenty twenty one. Yeah, the ones that were filed recently though they're getting approval much faster than the ones that we filed in October two thousand twenty two. And recently, yeah. what we have seen a trend is that they're not approving year in advance parole. You don't need them. Okay. In fact, okay. you don't need so that. no no issues in uh, travel to India in Absolutely any kind of registration. No you got the green card. Or... Your hand is right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Absolutely, you don't need to come here ever unless you want to commit some crime, <laughs> or you want to travel for more than six months to India. Okay. One one last question. Um, so um, if I uh, want to in in a few months or whatever, because my end client. Uh, wanted to offer you me can do whatever job. you want you can flip a burger you can you can flip a burger in mcdonald's you can be a microsoft ceo you can be a lawyer like me or you can sit at home okay. don't buy marijuana don't sell marijuana don't trade marijuana that's it okay all right thank you next person please no no um hi rahul thanks for taking my question so uh my lca was filed on uh wage level four but uh while filing for amendment uh, current attorney is suggesting informing me that uh, current job position and my experience does not align with uh, OH level four. So what would you recommend me in this situation? Would you recommend me to file the uh, amendment with uh, uh, OH level two or three or? Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so they're filing, you are getting wage level four. Yeah. Okay. And he's telling your experience and all those things are only wage level two. Yeah, that's correct. So it's not your experience that will be the, what the position requirements are. So, but anyway, if you're getting more salary though, they can put less salary in the LC and pay you more. That's fine. The prevailing wage can be level two and you can get paid more than that. 
Okay, so you are saying. So let's say, let's say let's say the prevailing wage for level two is coming hundred thousand. You're getting two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, they okay. can pay you two hundred thousand dollars. Put one hundred thousand dollars as a prevailing wage and actual wage as two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, got it. So you are saying there is no issues uh, changing the wage level right now uh, for amendment. No, there's no okay. issues for it. Okay, sounds good. And the other question is, I'm actually uh, filing the amendment because I want to travel for uh, H1 stamping. However, my mm -hmm. uh, job uh, location is within um, ten miles of radius. So even though it did was, you did you change the client? Yeah, just the end client, right? Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, would you recommend me to uh, go for uh, H1 stamping after the amendment, or would you recommend after the amendment? After the amendment. Got it. Yeah. Thanks. That's all I have. Thanks for your time. Next person, please. Abhiram. Yes, Abhiram. Go ahead. Uh, uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for your time. So uh, my question is uh, whether to withdraw my uh, H1B amendment petition or uh, doesn't matter. So, so basically, I'm in F1 status currently. Um, I got a H1B consular petition approval uh, from my employer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and with the same employer, I got a job last year. And Why did you got the counselor processing H1B approval? I mean, uh, it was, you know, way back in 2019, uh, my employer wanted, wanted to file just the consular petition and not with the change of status uh, petition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, with that, with the same employer. Is I there got, any reason? Is there any reason? I mean, uh, at that time, there were uh, issues with, you know, the CPT, the full-time status. Okay, keep going. I got the point. Keep going. Yeah. So with the same employer, I got a job last year. Uh, so I filed an amendment to that uh, petition. Uh, so that my plan was to, uh, once that amendment approves, and my plan was to go out of the country uh, to India and get the, get the HMB stamp so that the HMB status will be active. Okay. So, yeah. So I got that H1B amendment approved uh, with also the change of status approved, even like when I'm staying in the US. So, uh, so unfortunately, I, I my contract was not extended. So currently, I'm not working. I'm looking for new jobs. Mm -hmm. So, when so, did you left the job? Uh, in November last year. Okay. Right now it's uh, January 27th. So that's more than 60 days. Yes, uh, but I'm currently in F1 status with full-time uh, CPT. You said you got the change of status approved with the H1B with I-94. Yes, yes. So then, then you're not an F1. Yeah, but we didn't apply for uh, you know change of status. We did. We just applied for amendment. But you got the change of status approved. Yes, yes. Okay, you need to consult a lawyer. I need to look into what you're telling because there's a mismatch in what you're telling and what the document is telling. Yeah, I think uh, there was a mistake from UCS. They have a, a I need to look into the mistake because that is something I have, you need to consult a lawyer. Okay, just one last question. So uh, like after getting a, jo a job, uh, I have to file another amendment, but like with, with this current approved uh, amendment, should I withdraw the petition? I am, I need to look into it. Sorry about that. Change okay. of status is approved. How are you in F1? I don't see that. There's something wrong somewhere. Next person, please. Samarpat. Hey Rahul, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. This is Summer. I'm having a follow-up question from last two weeks. Mm -hmm. So actually, I'm having a GCED uh, with my current employer, and I'm going mm -hmm. to join a new employer next month. And mm -hmm. they are onboarding me on H1. Now, 
questions regarding my spouse. So C can continue in ED and I can continue in H1 without any problem, right? No, I don't see any problem in it. You're good. Okay. And the second question is, if uh, a current I-485 application is pending, that H4 or EAD can be extended up to just one year? Is that the rule or is a law? If the, final, if the final action date is current, technically you're only eligible for one year extension. Uh, no, the current date, uh, my, my priority date is not current. I'm in August 2014. Then they can extend it for three years. Yes, right. Okay, but they are saying it can be only for one year. So that is no, it's a final action date has to be correct. Okay, cool. It's not Thank you, Rao. Thank you, Rao. Got it. Next person, please. Rakesh. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking the question. Uh, you kind of answered and guided on this question that I'm going to ask uh, in on your Jan 25th podcast. This is regarding the uh, uh, employer acquisition. My employer mm -hmm. filed uh, under EB3 as a fresh petition for, with, uh, with I-140, 485, mm -hmm. 131, and uh, 765 when mm -hmm. in October 2020. I, I got all of those approved except 485, which is still in pending, and the mm -hmm. dates got retrogressed. Now mm -hmm. the, my employer's uh, attorney is saying that they want to do it to the interfiling because it's, it's being offered now, but they want to do it as 485J and then provide the supporting documents for as for successor of interest. But I, I believe you on the 25th call and on the YouTube call on Tuesday, Emily kind of indicated that you got to do an amendment for I-140 because- There are two things, changing the name of the company mm -hmm. and successor of interest are two different things. Okay. Okay. For example, law offices of RV Ready has mm -hmm. changed to Ready and MNPC though. Okay, so okay. practically nothing has changed, just the name has changed. In that case, there is no amendment required. But we, we were a different entity earlier. My, my right, then, then I would not recommend to file a 485J supplement unless the amendment of the I-140 has been approved. So if, if my employer's attorney is not willing to do that because it's one of the big, big... big uh, I teams. understand, yeah, because what's the reason why you file an amendment? Uh, so I would not suggest to do the 485J supplement because okay. we don't want to get a wrong green card and get it revoked later on. Yeah, I actually quoted your video as well to those guys. And they were like, we've done this in the past and we've got it approved. So I don't see a problem is what they're kind of- That's up to them and up to you, sir. That's our opinion. Next person, please. Thank Nadi? you. Sorry, I can't help you on that. Hey, Rahul. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, uh, this is regarding uh, a DC for my parent. Um, I got mm -hmm. uh, my uh, citizenship uh, last year. Uh, mm -hmm. My uh, mother was having the B2 visa. She traveled here um, in month of March. Mm -hmm. I, uh, around 7th of, uh, yeah, uh, 7th of March. And she was here uh, and she's still here. So what I did that when uh, her time period was ending, right? Six months was ending. I filed for the extension, uh, her extension, uh, which I filed on the 8th of August. The mm -hmm. end date on the I-94 was now, uh, 6th of September. So I filed one month before that. I got a biometric. It was done in early September. But at the same time, I also filed for the her GC, I-130. Um, Did you September. only file 
did you only file for I-130? Did you file the 485 also? Uh, I just filed for I-130 only. Why would you do that? Um, you need to file the 485, you need to file the EAD, you need to file the advance for all. You need to file the I-864 uh, and everything. Um, so, but um, the situation is that uh, uh, I think that you got right. So her uh, now six month extension also, like I didn't get any once approval. Once you, once you file the 485, even if the even if her stay expires, she can stay in this country without any trouble. Okay, so like as of now, I don't understand what's what's her status, right? right. Shall I file for the extension for the she, B2 visa? No, or? no. File the 485. That is the status. Okay. okay. So, you need to okay. consult a lawyer to file the 485. You see that? You should have filed an I-130 and 485 together. Okay. Okay. And so now you've messed up. Mm. But you can still file the 485 right now. You don't need to file a B2 extension. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then the, I didn't receive any biometric for I-130. Just I received for the extension. When I file for extension, I just, but nothing for the uh, I-130. You need to file 485. You're just, okay. you're, you're taking a cricket bat and you're going into soccer stadium and playing the soccer match with a cricket bat. That's how you're doing right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, and thanks. Thanks for your info. Yes. You file 485. You didn't need any uh, B2 extension. You didn't need anything. I don't know why you filed a B2 extension. You didn't need it. Just file the 485 and I-130 together. That would have resolved all the problems. Next person, please. You can still do it right now. Yasini? Hi. I, I really appreciate your service. Can sure, you hear sir? me? Yes, go ahead. Yes. My question is like uh, regarding B2. My mother-in-law, she came uh, 2020, uh, mm -hmm. uh, February here in B2 visa. And she stayed, uh, like we extended her visa. We applied for the extension, like after five months. But uh, we didn't get any reply from the USCAs other than the receipt notice. And mm -hmm. uh, she left uh, from here on <clears throat> March 2021. And after she left, they sent the biometric uh, email. Mm -hmm. She, when we got the email, she was not in the country and yes. we didn't do anything about it. We were just left it. And now she's planning to come back. And uh, will it be any issues in the port of entry? When did she left and when is she coming back? <clears throat> she left 2021 March and she's planning to come back February 2022. I have to say that it's less than less than out of every 1000 people one person got into trouble because of this okay and the reason is that what they are citing there is that that they never approved the status for her and she stayed it is not considered to be lawful status though now this is a two rare incident that happened out of the tens of thousands of things so okay. i have to just give you a risk of 0.1% risk though. But when she is coming this time, is she how long she's planning to stay? Uh, four months. Yeah, they normally don't like people staying here for one year and then coming back.
But anyway, there is almost one year gap. It should be okay. Actually, we planned to send there, but that time it was like a pandemic. There was no flights. Yeah. And, uh... So I would give less than uh, less than zero point one percent risk for them. Okay. <clears throat> and I okay. have one more question. Go Can ahead. I ask? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yes, actually, we applied for extension uh, for uh, me, my daughter. Like uh, mine is like H four I five thirty nine, and my mm-hmm. H, uh, daughter is I five thirty nine A. and i went to mexico to get stamp and i got stamp stamped my visa and came back what uh, about your daughter my daughter i didn't take her so how old is I your just, daughter she's 6 years okay so i just wanted to know like you know, what will happen to this application when is her i94 expiring uh it's expired like uh, january 10th it's expired it should be fine i'm expecting not a problem though it should be fine because okay, so you filed an extension it's not a tra- it's not a change of status so you should get an extension she should get an extension but <laughs> if the, there is a still slight risk there but since okay. she's under 6 years uh, under under 18 years there's not much problem for her even if something goes back okay and uh, yep thank you so much i have some questions thank but you. i'll take it later on thank Next you so person, much please. Hey Rahul. Yes sir. Hey, I have a question like you know that my priority date is September 2013 in EB2 and mm-hmm. uh, I have filed my I140 um, in downgrade in EB3 a 485 mm-hmm. 765 for my entire family. Mm-hmm. And uh, my case was received on 28th of October 2021. Did you say it was downgrade application? Yes, and my case September. was. Yes, yeah, sir. go ahead. My case was reached USCIS on twenty eighth of October twenty twenty one, and the priority days were retrograde from November first. Of course. So my question is like my daughter was twenty years old at that time on twenty eighth October she was twenty year twenty years old. So whether her age is locked or not. Because... Okay. When was when was your visa? When was um, uh, when was your I one forty approved? So EB two was approved in September two thousand thirteen. That is the priority date for EB two. I'm speaking of EB three. Oh, EB three like uh, we did the conference filling Rahul on twenty eighth October. That's not the question I asked. When was your I one forty approved? So EB three is not approved. EB three is still pending I one forty. Okay, EB three is EB three is never approved. Yes, EB three is never approved and. They did the EB two, EB two final action date never became current for you. Yes, yes. We have downgraded. So, yeah, you're downgraded. So she's yes. not she's not protected right now. Okay, because because my attorney was saying like you know that although the rules for the retrogression is not clear because if you look at the retrogression no, no, no. rules. No, no, no. Uh-huh. First thing, the final action date has to be current. Okay. The I one forty must have been approved. Mm-hmm. The 485 must have been filed. Mm-hmm. She must be under 21. All four has to be met. For you, the I-140 is never approved. Yes, for EB3 so, it was not approved. Yeah, it is never approved. Forget about the rest of the things. I have to slap you one, two, three, four. Once you get one slap, you're out. You see the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When the final action dates were 
current for you. Let me check into in uh, October of 2021. Uh, the final action, you should have done the premium processing to get the I-140 approval to locker. No, the problem is Rahul, actually it was a little delay from my side. So my case was reached on 28th October only. So I just got two October, days time. Which year? Which 2020, year? 2021, Rahul. Like ah, four months back. <laughs> 2021. I was like, I no, was no, looking no. into 2022. Okay. 2021. 2021. Okay. I got the point though. I got the point. Uh, I see the point of that. Yeah, it backtracked in November. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I don't see it. Uh, yeah, right now, don't do premium processing. Yeah, we're not doing. Don't do premium processing. Because even, even though she's 20, when she becomes 21, the amount of time the I-140 is spending will be actually deducted from her age. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I know that, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I somehow thought that you filed for it fine October of 2020, though, okay? Uh, now I see why you didn't do it. Um, yeah. Also... I'm just thinking about withdrawing your EB2 I-140. Okay. And filing it again. Okay. And why? Why uh -huh. would you make money for the immigration lawyers? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. How long your I-140 was EB2 was spending? I think that was at that time it was so quick, Rahul. I think maybe three weeks. Okay. So the reason I want to withdraw the I-140 and refile it is that mm -hmm. if you withdraw the I-140, we refile the I-140 again. Mm -hmm. They will take one plus year for us to get the I-140 approval, right? Yes, yes. So then the age will be deducted from her in EV2 also. My employer is saying like EV2 may be current, like maybe in the next two, three months. Ago. So we can always. How, that's what I, we don't know that. Is yeah, I, we don't know that. We don't know, we that. Don't know that. So I would withdraw your I-140, okay. refile your I-140. Mm -hmm. If the dates become current, I'm going to refile you in the 485 any One more time. Yes. You see yes. the point? Yes, yes. In that way, for example, right now, the final action dates are current only July 2012, year 2013. Yes. So you're a long way away from there. So I will withdraw the I-140, mm -hmm. file the I-140 again, and file the 485 again if the filing dates become current. Okay, I'll do that. Then depending on where, she, if she is locked in one, mm -hmm. I will withdraw the other 485. Okay, Rahul, I'll do that, Rahul. Thank you, Rahul. And Rahul, just one last quick question. Uh, this is why my friend actually, he asked me to ask. So Rahul, like uh, what actually happened in that case, his employer by mistake send employer was sending a mail to USCIS to surrender few I one forties because they don't want to sponsor anymore. So by and mistake, his name is in there. Uh, by mistake, there. by mistake, his name was there. Like two months back, they sent USCIS has not taken any action on that. But Can what is his what is his status? Did he file the four eight five? Oh, he downgraded, downgraded for the like same case with me. Which like. one? Which one was withdrawn? EB2, EB2 140, by mistake, they send it to withdraw. That's so, fine. He's he's relying on EB3. No, but EB2 is becoming current for him. Then refile it. So USCIS has not taken any action on Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. You don't want to take a chance on it. You don't want to get the green card on it, then revoked on it. Just have him to refile. Sorry, it got muted. The one you muted yourself, Anand. 
Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Can you, yeah. So somebody was saying like, if your I-140 employer has requested to withdraw and USCIS has not withdraw it yet, then you cannot apply for the new I-140 EB2 because there will be. You can file it. You can oh, okay. show them the withdrawal. This has been withdrawn before if they issue RFE. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. We'll do that. Thank Next you. person, please. Jana. Can you hear me, Rahul? Yes. I've gone Good too morning, long Rahul. with some Thank people, you. guys. I want you to post the questions <laughs> in the chat. I will try to answer it. Guys, go ahead, Jana. Jana. Okay. Jana. Yeah. Thanks, Rahul. Thanks for your service. Great, uh, you know, command sure, go ahead. Your this one. So my question is uh, twofold. One is that uh, I my date is uh, February 2011 because I changed uh, my employer during that I have to redo. And I think you and me spoke and we, I mean, you suggested me to go with EB3. I went with EB3 in a concurrent filing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I got fingerprinted in January. Okay. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what's going on with this, all these nonsense. When did you file the 485? When did you file the 485? September 1st. Yeah, you may get October the green card faster though. The people who filed in October <laughs> did not get the biometrics. <laughs> you got the biometrics. It's a Texas center. So the, the my question is that when yeah, you but suggest me to... Even do you suggest to what? Refile it, do you mean to say? Do you suggest me to do the uh, I-140 in EB2? I mean, mine is EB3. I mean, I, I did my labor for uh, EB2. Uh, but, you know, since we decided to do in EB3, that time EB3 is less numbers and all the stuff. And then we decided in EB3. So can I uh, file an EMI, I-140 in EB2 and see, I mean, refile or, uh, I mean, I don't you know. Can, you our, can do it. You can do it. But I'm not sure whether it's going to benefit you or it definitely doesn't harm you. Um, mm -hmm. When you look into the immigration girl, though, it gives us stats of all the things. Definitely, Texas is not mm -hmm. good there. Um, mm -hmm. So it's getting better, but it's not still to the National Benefit Center, though. You can try. But here is a problem, though. If you file an I-140 and 485 again together, mm -hmm. it's going to still end up, mm -hmm. most probably, to end up in Texas. Center. No, 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 I'm not going to. My, my, my question or my thought is that one, I will do the I-140 premium, okay? And then once approved, I only file the 485. My wish okay. is to go That's to the it. MSC. You know? Okay, that is a better choice. If you're refiling I-140 for it, it does not make sense. But yeah, if no, you're no, filing no, I-140, no. yeah, that makes, that, you, have a, you have a choice. You, you can do so. You can but do somebody so. was just saying that once so, so many people, even though the primary applicant is in Texas there, even though it goes to Missouri, MSC, and they're saying that when, hey, for a speed of the process, we are re, uh, <laughs> routing to the Texas. Is for what some people, it's, to yeah, it is happening. It is happening for some people. It has nothing to do but with where you live, time, though. Right? Yeah, it's worth trying. Mm -hmm. It may be, I mean, I, I would not say that it's worth trying. I would say that it does not mm -hmm. harm you for sure. Got you, Other got than the you. financial harm, it doesn't harm you anything else. Yeah, I know. I don't care at this moment, as you said, right? It's okay. 10, yeah. Next, next so person. The quick, next. The quick, yeah. No, the quick. Go ahead, unmute him. J just unmute him for a minute. Jana. Yeah. Okay. Now the quick question, right? In the same situation, let's take that when EB3 was not current, okay, he retrograded. And obviously for him to work trying an EB2 and doing the doing the uh, 485, right, on EB2, fresh file. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, even for you also, you can try it. It doesn't harm you. I, I will try. But for, for the person, my close friend, my nephew, 
who's the okay, let's go to the next person i don't want to go to the nephews guys <laughs> next person please only for them their own self i'll take the last two callers and then i'm going to go to some questions guys uh hi rahul yes ma'am yeah uh my question is regarding recapture of my unused h1b time uh my h1b got approved and i had a old h1b from 2013 to 2016 but were you working on that h1b in united yeah, states yeah i worked yeah i worked that time for four months then i left that's fine left the country okay, okay. but i then, never never then, came then back you can you never came back okay you are in india right now no i never came back until last year on h4 actually mm-hmm. so basically you can resurrect the h1b ma'am if you are worked one day in united states on h1b and that is subject to the lottery you can resurrect that h1b at any time even if it is 20 years old okay and one more thing is that like when i moved to moved from usa that time actually in india i got for a first appointment for a stamping okay mm-hmm. so in the first stamping appointment like they uh, asked me for like few question i mean basically they gave me 221g and they asked for additional uh, documents from employer and uh, they took give my give me the result give me the result what happened now yeah they took my actually uh, original i797 okay give me the result what happened denied no it's nothing happened you know like Thank you. A- i got it i got nothing happened and then what's your question basically meanwhile i have some medical issues so i didn't come back that time so it's just withdrawn you withdrew it they withdrew it who withdrew it basically they took a written from me that due to the medical reason i am not coming back so i just got a given so you withdrew the you withdrew it yeah you can yeah, still resurrect it now it's still active right yeah that's right okay. okay because i don't have the original i79 with me that's why i'm asking actually do you have a copy of it uh, i mean a digital copy actually and that's that's yeah that copy i have. yeah that's enough you don't need original enough, right? so if i go for extension now So I want like there is no issue like uh, no I don't see any issue. Okay, thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Next thank person, you. please, and this will be the last person. I'll take some questions in the chat, guys. Balak. Hey, yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you, Rahul. So uh, my next question, my question is like my wife was uh, my wife's H four is approved. I five three nine is approved. So what uh, what is it is her first name. and last name uh, family name has been interchanged got it right and uh, that is the main issue that is a issue or i don't know how to react that but it is approved everything is done that the family name and the first name is interchanged okay now she is in india and mm-hmm. planning to go for stamping in dropbox will there be mm-hmm. an issue nope nope okay so yeah so the name only is the matter like, so we do we need to voluntarily say them that the name is has been interchanged you need to no, you don't have to worry you don't need to worry anything just fill the proper name in the ds160 perfect yeah and they will give the proper name and by oh. the way do you know my do you know my name rahul what's the full name rahul reddy no you got it wrong my name is miss my name is a mystery My family name is Rahul. My name is Venkat. <laughs> I got messed up, <laughs> and I came on H four like that. So, oh. 
Yeah. Okay, but when she fills out though, it's not a problem. It's not oh. a problem. Um, she can fill the proper name, when get ready, and she'll be fine. There are ways to check whether she is a proper person or not. They do the biometrics. If she is a wrong person, she'll be detained. If she is the right person, she'll be allowed to come in. Okay. That's nothing. Nothing change in that. You know nothing. that. Nothing. Yeah, it's the first name uh, for me. Is my name is Sarath Balan Unnikrishnan, and my wife name is Niraja Unnikrishnan. Her family name should that's, be Unnikrishnan. That's fine. Whatever name she's actual name is, she fills the DS one sixty, and she will not have any problem. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'll go to the questions here, guys. Oh, somebody said my Rahul name when today. Rahul is a middle name. Hello, not my first name actually. Uh, I got messed up. Do you see EB one approval notices for Nebraska for May two thousand twenty one? Uh, Sankar, the EB one I 140 approvals are taking a long time, and it depends on the officer though. It doesn't depend on the service center though. Sometimes. it is if the officer is active and it may be approved in 6 months if the if the person is not active it may take a long time to get the approval and unfortunately there is nothing you can do about it um my uh, i went to mexico got the things um do i need to do anything no you don't need to do anything you're fine um in the uh, in the ead also you don't need to do anything they will approve the ead you don't need to do anything uh pradeep i don't know what you mean by ead extension my h4 ead is expiring on july 7 am i eligible for it one thing is that there is something called um there is something called uh, extension of the h4 if the h4 is extended though um then you can actually uh then you can actually uh when the h4 is extended though then you can actually do the uh when the h4 is extended then you can actually work for a period of 6 months and then i'll give you the guidance in a video that i put it on that uh give me one second it's just a 6 minute video i want you to watch it though a lot of people are using that alok is asking the passport is expiring on august 2022 uh, i'm going to india in the month of june why don't you extend the passport it takes only one day you can do it in houston in one day the tatkal service and certain other things that's better to resolve all the problems uh h1b is approved until august 2024 h4 is until august 2022 uh what about the ead if you have ead that's one thing that i don't have an answer for it you can do one thing is that you can go to mexico the video that i gave it to the other gentleman you can use it to automatic extend that's one way of it if she has an ead that's better to do it the way that i told you if she doesn't have an ead you might as well file an extension of the h4 right now my h1b selected and approved with company a in 2017 but later the company a did not have any project my only question devesh is were you in the country at the time when the h1b was approved was it approved with the i uh, was it approved with the i94 i don't have an answer because it depends on that whether or not you've been counted towards the h1b number i don't know what f4 students get benefits faafsa i don't know what faafsa is can i extend h1 bench for in if my son use ead for it um yeah you ready hi um can i extend the h1 and h4 if my son uses ead for internship you can extend the h1 and h4 but technically your son has violated the h4 status so your son is married to the adjustment of status you don't have to be married to the adjustment of status my husband has used hurricane katrina more than um 
no, that is not considered to be a public charge, ma'am. I remember the Katrina, the things were there, food, hotel, housing, and all those things. I'm in Houston. Uh, we faced a lot of those people. Very sad in those days. No, it's not considered to be, it is not considered to be a public charge, ma'am. You don't have to mention that anywhere. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow. If you want to make an appointment, you could go to rnlawgroup.com. Sorry about it. I couldn't answer all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.